So we're in the middle of a story of the Alter Rebbe, this Chassid Baruch. Rebbe Baruch worked for the gov- Russian government, and Alex made a plot against him and told the minister a lie that he stole from the lumberyard 20 logs. We know that Alex did it, and it was placed in Rebaruch's garage. Alex put it there, and he told the minister that it was stolen by Rebaruch. Then Rebaruch got a letter in the mail that he must appear before the minister in his office Tuesday morning, what time? Eight o'clock. And if he comes late, he'll get severely punished. Baruch did not know what to do. To go, well, he was scared because some of his friends who got such an invitation went and never came back home. They would be sent to jail or to Siberia or sometimes put to death. Not to go, well, he was threatened with a punishment. He only saw two options here, go or not go, and they were both not good results. That's why he went to the Altarebbe, and when he came to Altarebbe, it was Sunday afternoon, and he wanted to know that in two days from now, on Tuesday morning, should he go or should he not? And the Alter Rebbe was a tzaddik. And when a tzaddik sees something, through the eyes of a tzaddik, everything looks much different. A tzaddik sees the emes, the truth, the way Hashem sees it. And the Alter Rebbe told him a third thing. He didn't talk to him about Tuesday. He says, come back to me next week, Sunday, and I'll tell you what to do which was a little shocking for a Baruch, because that means he's going to miss the appointment. And who knows what kind of punishment he'll get for that. But the Rebbe says so, you listen. It came Sunday morning. He told his wife, I'm going out to down to Rebbe. A week passed. I want to see what I should do. The Rebbe is going to give me instructions. Before I continue, I want to ask the class a question. Raise your hand if you know what day of the year was the world created. Yes? Chaf Ha'el. <coughs> That's correct. Does anyone know what day of the year is Adam Arishan's birthday? When was he created? The first day of Tishrei, which is Rosh Hashanah. Now, if Hashem has to choose a day to make it Rosh Hashanah, why did Hashem choose the day that Adam was created, which is sixth, is the sixth day of creation, and not the first day of creation? 
shouldn't we make Rosh Hashanah right at the beginning of creation? That's the beginning of time and beginning of everything. Make that Rosh Hashanah. Why did Hashem choose that Rosh Hashanah should be on the sixth day and not on the first day? Yes. For? Right. Exactly. Because the whole purpose of the world was for the Yidden to learn tight and do mitzvahs. And that's why, until Adam was created, it's not worth counting yet. What are we going to say? There's already five days of creation, but what was accomplished? Hashem created the world. But we can't count it as real time until Adam was created, was able to start serving Hashem. The Friedrich Rebbe once said that the age of a Yid doesn't go according to what it says in his birth certificate or his passport. Because it could say he's 50 years old or 60, but that's not the real age of a Yid. The real age of a Yid is how many years did it serve Hashem? By Avraham Avinu, it says, Ekev, Asher, Shama, Avram, Bekaili. Avram, listen to Hashem. It says, Ekev. Ekev has three letters. Kuf, Ayin, Beis. 172. Does anyone know how many years did Adam live? Yeah? Any other ideas? 930? Avram. How many years did Avram live? Avram. Avram. I, I said Adam. I meant to say Avram. How many years did Avram live? 175. What is Kufayan Bey's? 172. How many years are missing? How many years are missing if you take 172 from 175? Three. Three. You know why? Because when Avram was three, that's when he recognized Hashem. The first three years we, don't, we can't count as real years. They're years, yes. He had three birthday parties. But the true life of a Yid is when he serves Hashem. <coughs> So that's why Hashem waited until Adam was here and Adam is going to start serving Hashem. Now, why didn't Hashem make Adam earlier then? Make Hashem, Hashem could have made Adam on the first day. Where is he going to stand if the world was with water? Hashem will keep him somewhere. Hashem will, can figure out what to do. Why did Hashem wait until everything was made? And only then did he create Adam. Adam is the most important thing of the whole creation. He deserves to be created first. Why was he last? Yes? Let's say you want to build a house with a chandelier. So first you have to build the house. And then finally at the last thing you do chandelier. Because Adam is the most important and he's last. Exactly. Adam is the most important thing. But Hashem didn't create him first. You know why? Because Adam has to serve Hashem. 
if he would be created on the first day, how can he do a mitzvah if there's nowhere to do it? There are no things to do it with. There aren't any things in the world. Let's say he wants to put on tzitzis. There's no sheep yet. Hashem made the sheep on the sixth day with all the animals. He wants to put on tefillin, which comes from leather. That was also on the sixth day. The same thing is with other mitzvahs he wants to do. He cannot do them until everything is here. That's why Hashem said, let me wait until everything is ready. And then I'll bring Adam to the world. It's like if you want, the Medrash says, it's like you want to invite someone for a meal, for a sa'uda. You don't call them when you start preparing, when you start cooking. You know when you call them? When everything is set. If you know like 6 o'clock everything is going to be ready and set, tell them to come at 6. Why? If you tell them to come at 5 o'clock, he'll sit around for an hour and be bored and not do anything. To sit around and do nothing, not to accomplish, that means wasting time. It's taking something Hashem gave you, Hashem gives us time, and crushing it, destroying it, ruining the time. Because if we don't use time properly, it gets wasted. The kid once said to his tati, Tati, can I please have a dime? Tati gave him a dime. Then, a few minutes later, he came back crying. He says, what? What are you crying for? I can't find the dime. I put it in my pocket. I don't find it. Uh-huh. Okay. You know what? I'll give you a different one. And he gave him another dime. And the kid starts crying. No, it's not enough. Why not? You, you wanted a dime. Yeah, but Tati, if I didn't lose the first dime, you know how many dimes I would have now? I would have two. One from before and one from now. I, have, I would have had 20 cents. I want 20 cents. Okay, you know what? Here's another dime, so you have 20 cents. No, but then I would have had 30 cents. <laughs> <clears throat> the same thing is with time. Let's say a yid had a, po a possibility to learn taita, let's say from 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock, and he just wasted time. He sat down talking about <coughs> foolish stuff or just playing not, uh, stuff that he doesn't need. And then comes 2 o'clock and says, Uy, I wasted a whole hour. You know what? I'm going to learn now for an hour. But that's not enough. What you learn after 2 o'clock till 3 is because 2 o'clock is a new mitzvah to learn again. What's about the mitzvah from 1 to 2? It's gone. And once it's gone, you can't get it back again. That's why it's so important not to waste Time. We may have a chance to, well, playing is not always, wa always wasting time. You know, playing, you need it for exercise, to be healthy, so you can serve Hashem. When I say wasting time, it's when you're doing nothing. Or it's time of learning, and we start playing with other stuff. Or our mind wanders off to something else, somewhere else. We have to use every minute. 
that Hashem gave us, realize it's a gift. It's a present from Hashem. Do you know what the now is called? Is it called the past, the present, or the future? What's the now called? Present. You know why? It's a present from Hashem. Every second you have is a gift. Hashem gives us a gift. And we should use it for good purposes. One more thing I just want to say, and then we'll go to the story. There's an, another lesson we learned from this, that Hashem did not start counting Rosh Hashanah until Adam came, because Adam is the main focus, the main purpose of the whole creation. You should know not just Adam, but every Yid. Every Yid should know he himself is the most important thing in the creation. In fact, the Chachamim say, every Yid must say, Bishvili nivra ha'olam. Because of me, the world was created. So the whole world was created for me. I can't mess up. I better do the right thing. Everything was for me. And you could say the same thing, and the next boy the same thing. There was once two boys in class, Yossi and Mendy, and they were arguing. Yossi said, no, the world was all created for me. Mendy says, uh-uh. They said, let's ask Rebbe. Rebbe said, you're both wrong. <laughs> but the truth is that everyone, everyone should know that everyone, what, if it's Bishvili for one person, it doesn't mean it's not another person. Everyone should realize Hashem is looking at him in particular to see what he's doing, if he's doing what he should. Okay, back to the story. So, Baruch came to the Alter Rebbe Sunday afternoon. And he's so many days late for his appointment by the minister. <clears throat> and the Alter Rebbe gives him a big smile and says, Baruch, now you can go to the minister. In fact, not today, on Tuesday morning, go to the minister. And because of your good deeds and your mitzvahs, especially your betachen and Hashem, everything is going to turn out okay. Baruch was so happy, he walked home with a big, big simcha to tell his wife the good news that he's going to the minister. When she heard that, she took right away her tehillim said, I better say, tell him, who knows what the, the minister is going to say for coming a whole week late. And he says, are you afraid? What did the Rebbe say? The Rebbe said, go. If the Rebbe told me to go, only good can come out of it when you listen to the Rebbe. You see, Kindalach, when we look at things in the world, sometimes the Yitzhara can fool us and trick us that we should get scared and worried. We should forget. Yetzirah wants us to forget who's in charge. Who's in charge of everything in the world? Hashem. And everything that's happening, even the smallest thing that's happening, is only from Hashem, and Hashem is good. But we look around the world, now let's say, 
Everyone knows a lot of excitement going on because of COVID and Corona and, and all of this. People forget who's in charge, who did it. It's only from Hashem. Sure, we have to take care of ourselves. We have to make sure that we're clean, we clean our hands, we, we do things that are right to keep us healthy. But it's everything is from Hashem. When a tzaddik looks at anything in the world, he sees it different. Through the eyes of a tzaddik, everything looks the way Hashem sees it, the truth. So, Tuesday morning, Baruch got up early, learned chesivas, he davened, came home and ate breakfast, learned a little bit, and then went to the minister. Uh-oh, what's going to happen when he gets in there? As soon as he came to the minister's office, the guard jumped up said, Baruch, you are so lucky that you came now. The minister really wants to see you. So he went into the minister. The minister jumped out of his seat and runs over to Baruch and shakes his hand with a big smile and he says, Baruch, I'm so happy that you're here. I'm so happy that you're alive. Baruch looked at him with his eyes wide open, wondering, what's this all about? And the minister says, you're wondering? Why don't you sit down and I'll tell you the whole story. And he sat down and the minister says, listen, Alex showed me 20 logs in your garage. And he told me that you put them there. When I saw that, I got so angry at you that I wanted to give you the biggest punishment, but I decided not to choose the punishment myself. I'm going to ask the Russian government to choose the punishment. The Russian government decided your punishment. They sent an officer with a gun to come to my office Tuesday morning, a few minutes before 8, and that I should call you to come to my office Tuesday morning, 8 o'clock, last week. And as soon as the officer will see you, he was supposed to shoot you right away without any questions. And for some strange reason, Baruch, you just did not come. You didn't show up. And two days later, two people came to me. They came to my office and they told me that they are witnesses. They have seen how Alex put, broke into your garage and placed the 20 logs against the wall and did it in order to get you in trouble. When I heard this, I was shocked. So Alex fooled me. Baruch, you can be guaranteed that you won't have any more problems from Alex. He got what he deserved. 
and you could go back to work in the lumberyard, and I'm even going to add more to your payment because of the wonderful work that you're doing. Baruch went home and told his wife the good news. I said, you see? He said to his wife, you see, last week when it came Tuesday, I was so scared, but you encouraged me. And you said, because the Rebbe said so, only good would happen. So I didn't go. Even though the truth was, the Yitzhara kept on telling me, how can you take a chance? Don't you realize you have to be normal? You can't just ignore it. And the Yitzhara kept on telling me, the Rebbe said, come to him next Sunday. You realize when you listen to a tzaddik, only good comes out. Imagine if he would have done what he worried about. If he was really worried, then chas shalom, he didn't listen to the Rebbe and went Tuesday morning. And he wouldn't be here to tell the story. He wouldn't tell the story. He, would, he wouldn't be alive. Just because he listened to the Rebbe, he was saved. I want to tell you something, Kandalach. The tzaddik from our generation, the Rebbe, also gave us instructions. And sometimes the Yitzhara wants to make us worried and wants us to feel scared, chas v'shalem. COVID, corona, this, that. You should know it's all babamaisis. I mean, it's truly happening. I know myself. I just, Baruch Shem, got, got well. I got better from it. I was very, very sick. I know it's a real thing. But I was full of betachin. I knew that Hashem is with me. Hashem is watching me. Hashem is taking care of me. We should not worry for one second. Because Hashem is holding us like by our hand. And holding us tight. So we're going to be all right. So, the Rebbe told us Something very good, good news. That Mashiach is about to come. I'll give you an example. Let's say you're walking down Albany Avenue and then someone is coming down Crown Street um, or, or Magami Street. Can you see him from that side of the corner to this side? No, you can't see him. Let's say you're waiting for your mother. When am I going to see her? I don't see her. I'm walking on the... Because you're on this side of the block and your mother's on that side. But what about someone who's standing all the way on top and is looking down and he could see Albany Avenue and he could see Montgomery Street at the same time. Can he see how close your mother is? He could see because he's looking from on top. The Rebbe is able to see and because he's a tzaddik, he sees things the way the truth is, the way Hashem sees it. And the Rebbe is telling us, Mashiach is just about ready to turn the corner. We're going to see him. We're going to get the Geula very, very soon. But the Rebbe said that there's something we could do to make it faster. Abbas Yisrael, learn more, 
daven more, pay more attention to learning, and whatever you do, have in mind, I'm doing this so Mashiach should come even faster. And then we'll be zaycha that before Rosh Hashanah comes, we should already have the Geula. Amen. Aksiva v'chsima toiva, v'shana toiva umesukah. Thank you very much. You're very welcome.